I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, we're here with the Hollywood Life podcast. And I am joined by my co-anchor, Ali Stagnita. Hi, Ali. Hi, Bonnie. So good to be here today um, for such an important conversation that we're about to have. Uh, but for anyone listening, make sure you guys leave us a review, five stars, so we keep coming back every Monday with new guests. Uh, but Bonnie, I'm going to hand it over to you so you can introduce our special guest this week. Thank you. And we do have a very special guest and we are going to be talking about something that is so important to all of you and to all of us Americans right now. And so without further ado, let me introduce Stephanie Young from When We All Vote, a really important and fabulous organization. Hey, Stephanie, glad to have you. So glad to be here with you and Allie. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. And we were really, really anxious to um, have you come to our Hollywood Life podcast and speak to all of our listeners and our viewers because the 2022 midterm elections, yes, elections, are actually coming up again in November this year. And I know that, you know, those of us who, those of you who listen to our podcast know that we were all very involved at Hollywood Life with the 200, the 2000, boy, I'm just stumbling over my numbers today, um, 2020 election, the presidential election, but you guys can't forget how important other elections, um, the midterm elections are because we have to elect not the president, but our House of Representative members and senators, and then uh, across the country, governors and local, there's local elections. And these have never been, I don't think, more consequential. Mm-hmm. Probably, well, maybe ever, but maybe since the Civil War, if anybody would argue that, um, because there, right now, we are in the midst of really an assault on voting rights all across the country with voting laws being changed to make it harder to vote and then for state legislatures to actually overturn um, however you vote if they don't like the results. Now, Stephanie, your organization was founded by our former first, first lady, Mrs. Michelle Obama. Um, tell us why she formed it and what it's, um, you know, just such critical mission is. Yeah. So Mrs. Obama decided to launch When We All Vote in 2018. And our whole mission is to change the culture around voting and to help to increase participation in each and every election um, by helping to close the age gap. So ensuring that younger people are getting out to vote and also the race gap, considering that 
a lot of uh, communities of color vote at lower rates than others. So we, we take our work very seriously. Obviously, we're in a really, really difficult time. Um, when we think about culture, we also think about how are we infiltrating culture? How are we talking to you, Bonnie and Allie today and really taking over uh, the, uh, this platform so that we're able to reach people who may not be getting these messages. Um, and we know that we're not gonna be able to change culture if we are not in culture. So that's why it's so incredibly important that we have these conversations on diverse platforms like yours. Um, you already mentioned that we have the, no the November midterm elections coming up. Uh, there is nothing more important. Really, we have 435 seats in the House of Representatives up, okay? These are people who represent you every day, either vote for voting rights or stop a vote for voting rights or those who believe in issues and, and policy that you actually care about. Uh, there's about 34 Senate seats up. Um, every senator isn't up for re-election, but there's 34 seats up. One of those seats is um, one of the Georgia seats as well. Uh, uh, Raphael Warnock's seat will be uh, tried again this, this go round. And as you mentioned, many, many other elections, right? So um, we have folks like your secretaries of state, and those are the people who determine what voting looks like in your state. And we have over 20 of those seats up for grabs. And I've heard firsthand uh, some of the folks that are running for these offices that we tend to not pay attention to saying that if they had to do it all over again, they would not have certified the 2020 election. Uh, so what that tells me and what that should tell us is that we are really in the fight for our democracy because uh, either we're going to elect people that believe in democracy, either we're going to participate and ensure that we're making our voices heard so that we don't miss out on, on roles like the Secretary of State because they are going to determine what voting looks like in your, in your state, who can vote, who can't, all of these different things, the things that really make us a true democracy. Um, so it's so incredibly important uh, that we're paying attention because this election is not just going to impact you every day, right? It's going to impact you way down the line, and it's going to impact what happens in 2024. Um, I know it feels like we just voted, uh, but that's the thing about voting. It's that if you don't tap in and tap out, you have to consistently be a part of this process so that the issues that you care about, the things that you care about are at the forefront of those who are supposed to represent you. And I'll just speak really briefly to the assault on voting rights. There's over 500 voter suppression bills wow. been either introduced and some have passed. Okay, so places like Texas, those bills have passed. Places like my home state of Georgia, those, those bills have passed. Places like Florida, <laughs> those, those bills have passed. And what does it say? It says it's making it harder for uh, young people, people with disabilities, uh, people of color, and just working class Americans. It's harder for us to vote. Why? Because they reduced uh, the time that you can go vote early. Uh, they have stricter voter ID laws that don't make any sense. Um, in addition to that, for groups like ours who help to support people in long lines, which is another form of voter suppression with water or food, they ban that now uh, in places like Georgia. So uh, this is a clear and concerted effort uh, to, to really attack voting in this country. And I think um, they're counting on us to kind of tune it out, not pay it attention. And then come November, you know, kind of run into some issues because we might not know about it. But beyond that, get past November and go all the way to 2024 so that they can make sure that they are controlling what happens in this country. Yeah. Can you explain like a little bit more? Because there is a lot of, um, as you said, things going on with voter suppression. Why? What is their goal? What do they want from voters that are not putting these places placements on? Yeah. 
Well, I think we have to take a look at what happened in 2020. Okay, so 2020 was literally the highest voter turnout this country has ever seen. Um, so over 60% of Americans voted, and I'm talking about really in modern history. So mm -hmm. around 67% of Americans actually voted. Um, and they voted in a global pandemic, nothing stopped them. Uh, and there were some people who saw, wow, there's more young people voting. There's more people of color voting. Um, I don't like the fact that this person is representing my state. Um, you know, I think that we saw the biggest piece um, of, I think, uh, information that should help to inform um, how we think about things is the insurrection that happened on January 6th. We saw people storm the Capitol to say the election was rigged. Um, so now that now we're consistently fighting this like lie on social platforms and all of these things saying that the election was rigged because it did not go in your favor. Right. And I'm, I'm very proud to say that these are the minority of Americans, right, who are doing these things, who are causing all of this, uh, you know, all of this uncertainty. Um, and it's one group targeting a very vast group. We're talking about young people who, you know, are obviously a growing population and, and have way different views. We're talking about, you know, black and brown people as well. We know like in a couple of years, this country is gonna look really different as the demographics change. And in places like Texas, um, you know, where they've, where they've created these laws, you know, the Latinx population in Texas has shot up tremendously. Um, and they know that they're targeting people of color working class people, um, especially, uh, and, other, and black people as well, and brown people, they know that they're targeting these voters because these voters probably won't vote for them. Um, one thing that I think is important too, just to note is that um, in the federal legislation that hasn't gone anywhere right now, um, in the Freedom to Vote Act, which was just combined with the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, that ends partisan gerrymandering. And for your, view, for your viewers and listeners, you know, gerrymandering is basically where politicians are picking their voters. So they look at the state and they say, okay, these people are more likely to vote for me. So let me make this an S. <laughs> and that's my dish. It makes no sense. Um, so it, it almost feels like they know, like, that's illegal. That's wrong. Um, that's not democratic. Uh, so this is another way of, of trying to pick your voters if you stop other people from voting. Yeah. Right now, so let's just um, let's go back again to the 2020 election. I mean, voter suppression or saying there's voter fraud has been something. Let's just be honest. The Republic Republican Party has talked about for years, um, sort of as a a way to sow um, confusion and make people uh, believe less in the voting system, like to have doubts, but. Donald Trump, when he's running for re-election, started like talked about that so much and talked about how mail-in ballots, you know, they weren't fair because he knew that Democrats who are more concerned about COVID would use mail-in ballots. So he was already putting this in people's mind that there'd be problem with the election. And then he got seven, it was 74, 75 million votes and Joe Biden got 81. And he won the Electoral College by a fairly big amount. But this was the very first time in our history that uh, a presidential candidate refused to accept the results of the election. And Donald Trump has ever since said that 
he did win and he won in a landslide and that the election was rigged and that there was huge, vast amounts of voter fraud. So that's where, that was where this big lie set off this just yeah. huge race to suppress the vote even more because yeah, they, the Republicans didn't like the result. So that's, you know, really we're facing that. Plus there's been traditional kind of uh, traditional gerrymandering to, as you said, pick your voters yeah. to draw these districts and put all the minorities into one and then give the other, you know, the whites, the non-minorities, a bunch of districts. So yeah. there's a lot of shenanigans. Yeah. I mean, and, and you're, you're actually seeing that too play out in the Senate, right? So if you think about the filibuster, which I know the average person's like, what does that even mean? Yeah. We like to say the filibuster is busted at when we all vote. But um, when you think about the filibuster, it's a, it's a way to create a voice for the minority of senators to control what the majority of senators want to do and really the majority of Americans. So I just want to give you two examples or just really one, really one big example. Um, you know, Senator Joe Manchin, who is a Democrat, represents about 1.7 million people in the state of West Virginia. Um, Bonnie, I know you guys are in New York, right? Okay, that's a city of 8 million people. <laughs> 8 million people live in New York. I used to live in New York. So um, we were talking about 8 million people live in Los Angeles now. It's the second you know, biggest city in the country. Um, there are millions of Americans, right? All over this country. And they are in other places and spaces. But one senator from one small state has been allowed to have so much power because of things like the filibuster, um, which prevent basically a, just a simple majority vote on an issue. It requires an additional, uh, you know, 10, uh, 10 votes. So let's just say it's your 50-50 or your 51 to 49 or something that's in it, right? So you should always like, you think, okay, well, this party or whatever this issue is on the table, if the majority of senators vote for it, it's, it's, it's great. No, you still have to have the, you have to have 10 over the majority. But you have to um, succeed, beat the filibuster. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So it's, it's, it's happening in a, like a multitude of different ways. And what it say, says to me is that, you know, our institutions have to grow to where we are. Yeah. And we're rapidly, vastly, we're growing as a country. We're growing in diversity. Uh, we're growing in, you know, different ways to do things and technology. I mean, one of the reasons why we need federal voting rights legislation um, is because it helps to upgrade our system so that you're not walking into a polling place and the machine doesn't work. Or you can't just simply easily request your vote by mail ballot. And it's like a federal um, you know, process as opposed to kind of this weird state by state thing. It makes it easier. It takes us up to the 20, you know, second, 21st century. Like we have to, we have to make sure that we are ahead of the game. And, you know, as Americans, we tend to have a lot of pride in who we are as a country. And we're number one and we're the best and we're this, we're out front. Well, in voting, we're way behind. Uh, way behind. Um, because dem democracies all across this world. Um, are figuring it out in ways in which we have not, they have voter uh, participation as high as 80 to 90%, you know, so we are, we're behind the ball here. And I think that sometimes people forget that democracy is a two-player sport. And right now there's only one team really on the field. And then some of us come on the field every now and then, and it's like, well, the game's always forfeit. They always are going to win um, if we're not on the field playing with them. I think that's a really great analogy. And, you know, millennia, I think it's Gen Zers are actually the biggest generation now, even 
bigger than the baby boomers. There's 70 million of them. Yeah. So we actually could be the biggest voting block in the midterm elections if they vote. And he, there's some statistics that um, you provided us. In 2018, even though it was the largest turnout of young people, I, I imagine that's people 25 and under, yeah. in decades for midterm election, it was, it was still only a third of the eligible voters in that group that voted. So think of that, two thirds of Gen Zers and probably millennials still didn't vote. So think of the power There's that so, yeah. you can have our listeners if you all get registered to vote and then vote. Yeah. Your voices will be heard. Absolutely. I think sometimes people just feel like it doesn't apply to them. Um, yeah. Not understanding that literally everything in your life is touched by politics. And I recently went to a summit in um, London where they're having some voter suppression issues. Now they're like copycatting what's happening here. And they're like, voter fraud's a thing. Totally random, but that's okay. happening now. Well, I'm so sorry. Oh, that stopped. Okay. Um, and the, you know, one thing to, to note is that they had this, this really awesome sign that said, if you don't do politics, politics will do you. Uh, and I'm like, I need that on a shirt because yeah. politics is literally <laughs> doing us and like people don't even realize it. And I think one, one challenge for us consistently, um, and I encourage our listeners to follow us on social platforms is that we work really hard to break down what's happening, how it impacts you and how it's tied back to voting so that you can make those connections and actually understand what all this means, um, in a real substantive way, as opposed to saying, you know, vote for your life depends on it or vote because of these like kind of aspirational reasons or your ancestors died for it. But rather it's, this is how it impacts your, your life. What do you care about? You care about climate change? Well, your governor is going to make decisions on that. Your mayor is going to make decisions on that. You care about critical race theory, which I'm like, why are we even, what? Okay, you care about that. Well, let me tell you, your school board makes those decisions. Usually that, that, that school board chair is actually, you know, someone you elect. Uh, you care about criminal justice reform in places like Atlanta, where I'm from, you actually can vote for the sheriff. It's not in every city, but you vote for some of these positions. Um, and these people are, are addressing the most pressing issues that we're facing as a country. You care about reproductive rights. Well, watch out who you're sending to Congress and who you're sending to the Senate, because there's going to be a new Supreme Court justice and that person's going to have to be sworn in, uh, or not sworn in, but voted in, right, uh, by the majority of senators. Uh, and either they're going to protect your reproductive rights or they're not. So we can't be asleep at the wheel and say that, that we don't want to be a part of it because it doesn't impact us when it literally impacts everything. And you talk about gas prices, inflation, all of the things, all of these things are impacted by the people of power. And, and it's folks that, that you see every day on your TV screen or in your community, whatever, we are all linked together and it all impacts each and every one of us. And um, it's, it's challenging, but it's, it's important for the people listening and tuning in to understand that you actually are the most influential person to the people in your lives. It's not Mrs. Obama. She's absolutely amazing. It's not our awesome celebrity co-chairs like JLo and her and Tom Hanks and all these other folks. It really is you. And having these conversations with the people that you care about is so incredibly important. And can you talk a little bit to the midterm elections? Because I think that a lot of young people in particular are so used to getting their information so quickly. It's very easy during the presidential election to be like, okay, it's this person versus this person. This is this person's 
you know, bill, this is the other one. But when it comes to midterm elections, there really is a lot, are a lot of options. It differs county by county, um, not just state by state even. And so where is the best place to get information, whether you're from New Jersey or Wisconsin and, you know, Princeton or Raleigh? Yes, absolutely. So come over to onewheelvote.org. We're working on our election center right now. We'll be able to tell you and show you who's on your ballot, what to expect. Um, you know, we're starting our midterm explainer series um, to break it down for you. Um, I mentioned at the top, um, you know, how many seats were up for grabs in the House of Representatives, over 400, about 30 senators. Um, also, there's, you know, gubernatorial races or your governor, rather. Um, so we'll have all that information for you so that you're able to, uh, to know, you know, when it's happening, what you need, um, and then also to be informed going in. We know that sometimes this process can feel and be intimidating. Um, so we work really, really, really hard to make sure that we're able to give you all the tools and resources that you need to check your registration status or get registered to request your mail-in ballot, to see who's on your ballot, to learn about some of those issues um, and to better understand um, what's happening you know, in your own state. Now we do have some states that we focus on. Um, Pennsylvania is one of them, um, you know, Arizona is another. So like we have a, a number of states that we put um, a lot of emphasis and work into when it comes to like building up our programming. So if you wanna take it a step further, you're saying, you know what, I just, I'm, I know that I'm going to vote. I'm really interested in, in becoming involved, but really being a, a person that's helping to, to organize folks in my own community, we have an opportunity for you to work with us as well. Okay? Becoming a voting squad captain. Uh, and if you want to take it a step higher, becoming a chapter leader. And we will give you the community of like-minded people in your, um, in your area to connect with as we build out different voter registration and activation and activations and other pushes um, in your state. Now, what is the address for that to get all that information again? Yes. So please head over to whenweallvote.org. Um, and then we're.org. Okay. Yeah. And it's just at whenweallvote on all social media platforms. Um, now, when, so there's a lot that you can learn just by going onto at whenweallvote.com, right? Org. Not .org. Oh, .org. It is .org. Okay. .org. We'll make sure when we write up our stories to have all this very clear uh, in the story. Um, but you know, I think one of the first things that I wanna emphasize to everybody is to check that you actually are still registered to vote if yeah. you've already registered because a lot of dates also do something called purging people's names. Like if uh, for whatever reason, they can just take you off the, the voter roll. So now here it is, it's just, it, you know, early in the year, you've got time if you check and you find you're not there to make sure that you get re-registered to vote. And also there's a lot of new requirements this year in certain states for voter ID, isn't there? There is. Um, there I is. heard that in Arizona, you can't even use your driver's license to vote now. Well, I, I know in Texas, like you can't use your, your student ID to vote, but yet you can use your gun license to vote. 
So it's like very <laughs> confusing. Right. Uh, so like they're um, encouraging you to buy a gun. So you've got a gun license to use. Got a gun license, you can vote. But if you show, hey, here's my ID from Texas A&M or for Prairie View, you know, uh, which is a historically black college there or Texas Southern, like you can't use that to vote, which doesn't make any sense. So, um, you know, we, we partner with organizations like Vote Writers and Vote Writers helps us to help you prepare for whatever ID you actually need um, so that you know ahead of time or able to get what what, what's needed. Um, and then we also partner with organizations uh, like 186 Our Vote, which is a lawyer's committee, which is a helpline, a hotline. You can always call them. It's 1866 Our Vote. You could actually call them right now and say, I just have a question. Mm -hmm. uh, they, a lawyer will pick up the phone. I've done it myself. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And they'll talk you through whatever, you, whatever you're asking. And if they don't know the answer, they will say, you know what, we got to call you back and they will call you back. I've, I have seen this with my own eyes. So um, it's an it's a excellent resource that people don't know that, that they have access to, um, to answer any questions that you might have um, about your state um, and its voting laws or your municipality. I will also say that like, um, they, they usually purge uh, voters um, very selectively. So if you're from certain areas, um, or if they're like, oh, this person hasn't voted for like two years, let's, let's take them off the roll. Or this doesn't make sense. This person just moved here. I'm just going to take them off the roll. It seems suspicious. Um, so yes, it's so important to just check your status to make sure that you're still registered and you can get registered again. It's not like, it's not a hard process. It's not like you got to do something special to get registered again. You just register again and it will be okay. One thing I just, I did want to mention um, back to Ali's earlier question about the midterms is that you know, in Arizona, the youth electorate is larger and more diverse uh, than the national average, 29% of, of youth of color. And in places like, you know, um, Florida, you know, it, that surpassed the youth voting, right, voting uh, rate in 2020. So meaning like more young people voted, jumping from 32% in 2018 to 54% during the presidential election. So young people are stepping up. Uh, we just got to help even more kind of get out there. Um, and those demographics are changing so, so much. Um, but young people have the opportunity to have so much knowledge at the, at their hand, you know, um, and we're hoping that they come to one mail vote to get what they need. Well, one thing I, I, I really want to encourage also our listeners that I know, cause I hear this from a lot of young people. I have some in my own household that say, well, you know, the, the, you know, the Biden, the Biden administration, they're still not doing enough on climate change. They didn't get bailed back better. They haven't done it yet. They didn't, you know, there's not been enough support for voting rights. Like they're upset that not enough has been done. And I understand, you know, our listeners, people being, well, we voted, hey, we voted. And yeah, why is everything changing like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, why didn't they just get it all done right away for me? Hey, I voted. Yeah, got to understand like there's so many forces that make it hard, like make it impossible to get certain things done at least fast. 
Yeah. And if you think about what the alternative is, either not voting at all and just going, oh, what, you know, what the H, I'm just not going to bother, or, you know, letting the other team win you're never going to get you're never uh, you're never going to get never going to get climate change laws you're never going to get voting laws you're never ever going to get the thing more healthcare help or a child tax credit yeah i mean i think i, I just heard someone say this the other day and it was excellent voting is the deposit <laughs> that you make and you have to see that appreciate value over time, I'm not sure my, why my calendar just said that, so sorry about that noise, but you, it's a deposit that you make um, and you just don't get a return right away. And I think what you said about, you know, the alternative is very important um, because change and progress is incremental. It is. I mean, like my grandmother was, she only could go to the eighth grade because there was no uh, black high school where she lived in Georgia. Okay, we're talking about my grandmother and I worked at the White House. So we see progress in this country. We do. It doesn't move fast. No, do we all want it to speed up? Absolutely. We all but want to work moment, at the White House. <laughs> <laughs> but the moment you take your foot off the pedal, right, then you, the car is not even moving. So you have to make the deposit because, you know, just like my grandmother voted, she didn't vote just for herself. She voted knowing that she would have grandchildren that would have greater opportunity than herself if she voted for the right people who believed in the, and cared about the things that she cared about. Um, and just like when I vote, I know I'm not just voting for me. Voting is not a selfish act. Voting is voting for this, for your community, for your city, your state, for this country, and really, honestly, for the world. I know that that sounds like really vast and, and big, but like it, it is because you're making decisions or you're helping to select the people who will be making decisions on issues that are going to impact us all. So I think that we have to, you have to keep to put the pressure up on the people that you elect for sure. Hold them accountable. You're not doing what, what I wanted you to do. Okay, well, what's your, who is your alternative? How are you going to support them? How are you, how are you involved in general? Um, what are different ways in which you can be a part of the issues that you care about? Um, and using your voice, your gifts, your talents. Um, we have to we have to all understand that we have some ownership here in this. It's not just one person, it's not one party, it's not one you know candidate. Uh, it just isn't. And that's one of the reasons why Mrs. Obama created this organization and also why she made it sure made sure that it was a nonpartisan organization because she said, this is not about one election, this is not about one moment, this is not about one person. This is about our collective culture around voting, our collective good, and how are we going to understand that we have to consistently be a part of this. Um, and the moment we take the attitude of, well, that's not my person, he or she is not charismatic enough, they didn't cancel student loan debt right away, or whatever it is, I, they don't have my support, it's, it's very short-sighted. Um, uh, and there's ways that you can advocate. Right. And we and also, like, you you guys enable people to vote no matter who they vote for what party they vote for you you register republicans and independents and democrats can you just ex explain more about why in 2022 because you're talking about how voting isn't just about you know you for this particular moment yeah but about how this election really has democracy on the ballot and yeah. that it could if we don't if we 
don't elect the right representatives, we could be very well on our way to losing democracy or ever having fair elections again. Can you explain that? Yeah, absolutely. So we talked a little about a little bit about the hundred voter suppression bills that have either been introduced in our past in this country. So the writing is already on the wall there, right? We we know they're trying to stop people from voting. So we have federal voting rights legislation. I already mentioned this: the For the People Act, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. They're now combined. <laughs> So to make it even easier. And the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, what that does is it helps to protect people in the states that have a history of voter suppression. So places like Alabama, Georgia, Florida, all those places have had a history of voter suppression. It creates federal uh, uh, oversight so that when the state legislature says, we want to say that only um, people with red hair can vote today. Um, no, the 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 uh, Department of Justice will have to look over that new rule and say, that's unconstitutional. That's discrimination based on based on hair color. <laughs> and so you cannot do that. Um, and they can't do it, right? So there, there's a federal protection. Um, that was all taken away when the Supreme Court gutted the Voting Rights Act right after President Obama's reelection in 2013. Another big moment, big turnout right. historical election. Um, I, so, did that. <laughs> I wonder why, I mean, ugh, Maybe because President Obama got a second term um, and people were mad. So automatically they're like, there's no more racism. Let's take out this, this provision. These states can do whatever they want to do. The states need oversight. We can see that, right? And then the Freedom to Vote Act is to make sure that we're able to upgrade our system, uh, that we have automatic voter registration, that you can easily uh, get your mail-in ballot, that you have many, many days to vote early because you can't go on election day because you're a mom and you have work and you got to pick up people from school and you, you just can't get there. Um, and it, it, it gives you more opportunity to participate in this democracy. It stops partisan gerrymandering. So we need all of that, right? Um, and there are people who have blatantly said no. Um, and the people are in the Senate right now. We're talking about all the Republicans and two Democrats, Kirsten Sinema uh, and Joe Manchin. They said no. So that's where we are when, with voting rights. Now, we can't vote in this country. We're not a democracy. And then on the flip side, if you look at what they're setting up in states, I already mentioned the secretaries of state, that position is so critically important, that certifies elections, that helps to create what elections look like in your state. If you elect an anchor, and I'm thinking about one candidate in one particular state, if you elect a former uh, local TV anchor uh, who said, I did not, do not believe the 22 election was legitimate, I never would have voted for it, and you make her your secretary of state, best believe in 2024, She's not going to believe in that election. If it and doesn't elect who she wants. If it doesn't elect who she wants, and where will we be? <laughs> we'll be even worse than an insurrection. I think that that we all have to kind of take a step back and understand that voting is the undergirding. It is the foundation of democracy. And we, at this moment in time, are not protecting it. And also at this moment in time, there are people who know these things, right? who are plotting, planning, positioning so that they are able to take over in these states and create chaos and more confusion come 2024. Uh, so that's why this election is so incredibly important. We have to make sure that we're sending the right people to Congress who believe in voting rights, who believe in democracy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not just voting rights, do you believe in a democracy? Right. That is what we all thought and want to live in, I believe, in, in this country. Um, and that's why voting in this election is so incredibly important because it literally isn't just about what happens on November 9th, the day after the election. 
it is what happens in 2023 leading up to 2024. Uh, and I'm sure there are going to be some similar candidates on the ballot in 2024 as well. So we we are in we are in a very precarious position. And what's happening in states like Texas and in Georgia and in Florida uh, and Arizona um, is extremely troubling um, and only only the beginning of what's to come. Uh, and best believe they don't want to end partisan gerrymandering either because partisan gerrymandering creates it gives the power back to where it belongs and not the people. Yeah, I feel like um, we had talked to somebody else maybe last year after the election after the election in 2020 and they said this is like a five alarm fire like the elect mm -hmm. the 2020 election was really important but this upcoming election actually is the most important one because these people are what allow the president to really be able to do his job and so yeah. it's really well, even important. just to be um elected like if they well, were so by the results they're yeah. not going to have a president. They won't have a president. Yeah, they the Congress either allows or blocks the president from being successful, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's why it's so important. Um, and in addition to that, it's it is you know it is the health and the strength of our democracy for generations to come. You know, I think that we've already seen the violence that this has caused. We've already seen the funnels of misinformation or lies. You know, from the big lie that the election was not real to, um, you know, all the lies that spew about COVID-19 to like, I mean, we can go down. There's so many rabbit holes to go down. I mean, there are people literally going to places and waiting for JFK Jr. to like land on a plane. Yeah. They, they legitimately believe that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're living in a time of such confusion, especially because of social media um, and the convergence of these things that masquerade as news and people are just in their own little silos. Um, and I'm sure there's people who you could have a conversation with, they're like, oh no, there is voter fraud. I, I, there is absolutely that. It, it's just not true. You have a better chance of getting struck by lightning. Mm -hmm. um, so we're living in a place where facts just aren't always there <laughs> um, the majority of the time and people are going with what they want to believe as opposed to what's real. Um, but that's why it's going to take people of goodwill, people of understanding, uh, people who want to protect um, our democracy to step up and work with organizations like ours. Um, and we try to make it simple and easy. And we also try to make it fun. We know that this work is heavy, uh, but it's all about having that peer to peer conversation. It's all about making sure the people in your life are informed and ready and, and leading and leading them to the polls um, and, and helping them to stay civically engaged. Because I think one of the biggest reasons why we've gotten here is because so many people aren't civically engaged at all. You know, they don't they don't participate in their communities in these ways. Um, and it's so critically important that we all do. Mm -hmm. What what tell tell us what some of the um, you've told us about some of the efforts. What are you seeing? Like, are you full on um, when we all vote or is your group just full on out there uh, registering people? Are you having success? Um, are you feeling like there's momentum through your organization are your like you've mentioned you have a lot of celebrity co-chairs um jennifer lopez and um lynn manuel miranda i know is one and tom hanks and his wife rita wilson um it is like is 
yeah force all pulling yeah so look we've had a really fun top of the year and traditionally for um voting organizations like things kind of get pick up in the summer but we we kicked off this year really strong mrs obama opened up this the, the season um well the last season of blackish she she was on the premiere uh and it was <laughs> a fundraiser for when we all vote so she actually started on that if you haven't watched it tune in oh, on yes well. uh, it was all about when we all vote um right after that right before congress turned back into session we we rolled out um, a New York Times ad called Fight for Your Vote. I actually have it right behind me. I'll yeah, show I remember you. seeing it. It was great. Yeah, yeah it's a full page New York Times ad about fighting for our vote and what's at stake. And we have all these other lovely organizations that signed on to be a part of this with us. But a part of this, we um, we let laid out our pledge and of what we want to do. And that's recruit 100,000 volunteers to make calls to their senator about how important voting rights is. Recruit 100,000 volunteers to help us register voters. Register over a million people. Um, recruit more lawyers in these states that we are know that we know are going to have voter suppression issues, so that they can help to support local organizations and people on the ground, and also you know to commit to doing as much education as we can. So we're all banding together to do this work, um, and then we rolled out our new co-chairs. Uh, we we have all those wonderful people you mentioned, but Jennifer Lopez just signed on along with Steph Curry, her uh, Bretman Rock, and Becky oh, yeah. G. So, yeah. <laughs> So we're so excited to have those new voices um, at the table because uh, together they bring in a very big audience, a very diverse audience of people who may not have ever heard of when we all vote. So we're so excited that they're at the table um, and it gives us an even broader and bigger tent. Um, and yes, our, our, we're already registering voters. We have volunteers all around this country um, that have taken action as early as MLK Day. Um, it was a day on for us, not a day off. Um, and we have other days and weeks of action. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Coming up very soon, and we have trainings that you can join where you learn how to register voters in your community. And if you say you want to sign up to be a voting squad captain, we train you on what that means. A chapter leader, we train you on what that means. Um, and uh, we have some more fun stuff kind of rolling, rolling out down the pike. So we're ready. We're just waiting for you guys. We're already ready. We've already started rolling. We had an awesome call the other day with over a thousand people who signed up to be volunteers. Um, and we had a great time. So we know how to have fun. We know how to make it easy and, uh, and impactful at the same time. So you're feeling confident. I'm feeling confident in the ability of the people because I'm telling you, they have the energy. When I join these calls and I see like thousands of people who want to do work and they're in the chat saying where they're from and how excited they are to be in this community with us, that gives me the energy I need and the optimism I need to move forward and move this team forward because it is a scary time that we're in. Um, yeah. But I believe in the people um, and we're not going to let uh, bad things happen. So I, I, I know that our army of goodwill folks is only going to grow 
Uh, and um, what I love about our organization, being a busy person myself, is that how do we make this beyond enjoyable? How do we make it a, a quick transition in your life so that you know, you're able to participate this day. And if you want to take a break the next, you can, right? Um, or the next month rather. So we, we try to ensure that we are thinking about you holistically as a person. I know you don't have all the time in the world, but the time that you do have to give us, we want to make it impactful. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just wish you all the best and I applaud you. I applaud Mrs. Obama for setting up, for organizing when we all vote and all your co-chairs and, you know, every, every person who has gotten involved and who's now a team member. Uh, I applaud everyone who registers to vote and not just the first time, but every time, because as you've explained, it is just so important in every single election, even for your school board, because they're banning books all over the country. So, and school boards are doing that. And I also want to point out to all of our, we mostly have a female um, listenership, that women in Texas already have virtually lost the right to have an abortion. Yes. And that, you know, it looks like the Supreme Court is going to either overturn or gut Roe versus Wade, which is the law guaranteeing your right to an abortion. And once they do that, and that's going to happen early summer, there's something like 24 other states that are going to be ready. They're they're in line. Yeah. To ban abortion. So that's half the country, the women of America will be losing their right to make their own decision. Think about that if you don't think it's important to vote. Yeah, absolutely. And and understand that the folks behind these efforts didn't just wake up yesterday and say, hey, we want, they've been working on this for decades, okay? Um, And I think it's critically important um, that we start to work on things for decades, like voting rights yes. and making sure that we're ahead of the game and that we're not falling into these, like these, you know, pitfalls. And for your audience that is very culturally based, and I know it consumes a lot of content, um, to the issue you just spoke about, um, I believe it was on FX, they had um, Mrs. America. You should watch that series. It was excellent. And it talks about uh, really the, the women's liberation movement in this country, but also the opposition that's always been there trying to potentially stop progress uh, and how the ERA, which is, I can't even remember what the acronym stands for. Um, I think it's the Equal Rights right, right, Amendment. Um, has still never been signed, but it's a great, I mean, it's an excellent, excellent series. So I encourage everybody to watch that. If you want to, if you want to get, you know, get up on, on what you just mentioned, Bonnie, I think it's, it gives you some even greater context to understand this abortion rights fight has been going on for, before I was born for decades and decades and decades. Um, And that's why it's so critically important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's Kate Blanchett in it and she won some awards for that. So definitely watch (laughs) Yeah. Well, I want to thank you, Stephanie, for joining us today and for telling us all about when we all vote and why it's so important to vote and just critical to vote in the midterm elections. And anybody who's not registered now can go to whenweallvote.org and sign and just go on a site and you can sign up to get registered to vote or to become much more involved in your organization and then to help 
register other people and get people out to vote. So thank you so much. Thank you, Bonnie. And thank you, Allie. And thank you, Hollywood Life, for always being an incredible partner and using your platform for good. We, we absolutely appreciate you and we cherish your partnership. Oh, so well, thank, thank you. you. We cherish our partnership with you as well. And we want everyone to vote. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We really do. We want democracy. <laughs> Definitely. We'll be in touch um, for more ways that we can get involved in the coming months as we near closer to the midterm elections, which are the first Tuesday in November. So mark it down, right? Yes. Yeah, mark it down in your calendars. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Thank okay. you. Both. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay, Bye. Okay. Bye.